Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio, where this week we've continued with part two of what we started last week. That was the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 1 through 20, where Jesus taught the parable of the soils. In this parable, Jesus described the different kinds of hearts that hear the gospel and how each responds once they hear it. And in this last segment, Pastor Jim will help us understand just how relevant this lesson is for us today. Here is the final segment of the message entitled, The Soils, Part 2. We have this consumer mentality of shopping around for the latest thing. We, We seem to always have a fad that's going on. That's the cool thing now. But if you're anxious about the affairs of this present age more than you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not His disciple. The person who cares more about his or her comfort in this life than about eternal rewards doesn't belong to Christ. The deceitfulness of riches is the the lure of the world which holds so many people captive, especially in our affluent country with the pursuit of trying to feel secure in this life. And the result? Well, those things enter in, choke the Word, and it becomes unfruitful. And do you know we have people running around committing nothing less than a spiritual felony, preaching the blasphemous nonsense of the prosperity gospel? Come to Jesus and you get the goodies. How awful is that to say that Jesus wants to bring you everything that your carnal heart desires? That's, that's getting it upside down. And this is, is being pumped into living rooms around the world every day through people like Joyce Meyer and Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagen and Creflo Dollar and Joel Osteen and Benny Hinn and John Hagee and T.D. Jakes and Robert Tilton and Paul and Jan Krauts and Pat Robertson and it came through Oral Roberts and Zig Ziglar and anybody else that preaches that kind of message, you want the goodies? Come to Jesus. Oh, and by the way, give me your money and then you'll get the goodies. The, the prosperity gospel makes people rich. The people who preach it only. It is blasphemy. We sow the seed and we seek the good soil. By the way, here's an irony if there ever there was one. The prosperity gospel has taken Africa by storm, playing on the desperation of people who don't even have a few of the goodies. How sad. It's spiritually criminal to promise that if you come to Jesus, you get what your flesh desires. Matter of fact, that's the opposite of what Jesus said. You know how he put it in Luke 9, 23? He was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In other words, you have to be ready to die for Jesus today. 
and, and you have to be willing to let go of everything worldly. Or Paul's version in 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live godly in, in, in Jesus will be persecuted, not prosperous. Now you say, uh-oh, I'm really prosperous. Good. Thank the Lord. But is that your idol? Or is that God's blessing to you? Maybe He's allowed you to be prospered so that you can help even more with spreading seeds. You see, immediate joy, that's not the proof of salvation. Happiness is not the proof of salvation. Those are byproducts. Prosperity and worldly riches, those are not the proof of salvation. Being obsessed with the comforts of this world or the lack of those things, that's antithetical to genuine faith. So, soils 4, 5, and 6. I'll lump them together. They all describe the believing heart. Verse 20 of Mark 4. And those are the ones on whom seed was sowed on the good soil. And they hear the word, meaning they not only listen to it, they understand it, And they accept it, they embrace it, they believe it, they obey it, and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. That's the responsive, productive soil which compares to the true spiritual response of faith and commitment in the human heart in response to the Word of God. That describes true Christians, true disciples, true believers of Jesus Christ, born-again people who are adopted children of God. Now, here's a little insight for you. You understand hard ground, the beaten path between the fields? That's the natural result of people walking on the uncultivated path. That thin layer of soil over the hard rock... That occurs naturally. The thorny soil, that occurs naturally. You have to work hard at getting those weeds out of the soil before it goes dormant for the winter. The good soil produces fruit supernaturally. I mean, it, it has to be worked. It has to be cultivated. It has to be tilled and, and prepared These are the people who hear the word and accept it. They are the only ones who bear fruit. John 15, 8, Jesus said, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. The proof of being a disciple is not joy. It's not stuff. It's not personal peace and affluence. It's bearing fruit. James 2, 19 and 20. You believe that God is one? You do well. Hey, having the right doctrine, that's good. The demons also believe and shudder. You can have great theology and demonic faith if it's just signing a statement. He says this, though, But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? So the point of soils 4, 5, and 6 is that all Christians bear fruit. All Christians contribute to some degree to the relentless growth of the kingdom of God in this era of Christ building His church. All Christians bear fruit, but 
it isn't identical for everyone. It's the sovereign work of God. There are different degrees of fruitfulness and productivity and visible fruit bearing, but it's all clear they bear fruit. 30, 60, and a hundredfold. That's like saying genuine believers produce big crops, great crops, and spectacular crops because the plant is healthy and it endures. Or you might say, in the terms of Ephesians 2.10, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you see the point of the parable? It's all the work of God. His works done through His people by the power of His Spirit for His glory. We walk in the good works which God prepared beforehand. Now stay tuned for more on that theme from the coming paragraphs of Mark chapter 4. But remember that question? Lord, are there just a few who are being saved? It must have looked that way as the crowds dwindled. Then there was that spike at the, at the triumphal entry. Hosanna! Fantastic! All these people... Four or five days later, they're shouting, crucify Him, crucify Him. At the cross, His mother, John, a few others, the rest scattered. You even get down to the the day of Pentecost. How many people, how many of those multiplied thousands from Galilee were there? None. 120. 120 huddled in the upper room. Oh, but look where we are now. Two thousand years later. And that church is still being built. And it's still growing. And it's worldwide from all the peoples and tongues and tribes and nations. What's what's your response? Are you hearing? Are you accepting? Do you believe it? Are you trusting When you go out the door, are you going to be about the business of scattering seed? And do you know that there will be various responses? Some people won't like you at all. Some will regard you as pathetic and just blow you off. Some will give you a fleeting response. But pour your life into the people who are truly saved. Oh, and by the way, Don't give up cultivating the soil. There are some who may respond with total indifference or flagrant hostility at first and then come around. There are some who may respond with a shallow emotional response. Some of them may be too entangled with the world to come to genuine faith at first, but later responses are are going to be really fruitful. So what do you do? Keep on sowing seed. Keep speaking the truth in love. The results are not your responsibility. Scattering the seed is. So our Heavenly Father, thank You for painting for us this word picture of this form of the kingdom. May we be faithful to that which You have for us to do. 
May we speak your truth always in love. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.